All right, welcome back to the Linfit Coaching Podcast. I'm Coach Caleb here with Matt, and so we are diving into a topic today. A question that we got was, what are the effects of long-term dieting? So I'm excited to talk about this. We're going to do this. Uh, we'd love to come together and just not fully plan these podcasts so it's really uh, real for you guys. It's really authentic, and so when we come together, we give our expert opinion and also from our experience in Olympic coaching business. So let's dive into this topic. All right, so we got a question whenever we uh, put out a, uh, a status of, you know, we're preparing some new podcasts. What do you guys want to hear about? And one of the first questions we got is, uh, what are the effects of long-term dieting? And so I assume that person was asking about like, what's the effects of restricting your diet in some way, restricting what you eat in some way, um, creating a calorie deficit, as in eating less than what your body may need to sustain and uh, maybe restricting your food choices of what you may have used to eat. So coming from that context, um, by the way, awesome mustache. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, you should check out Matt's mustache. It's impressive. Um, so if you're listening, thanks for being here. Just imagine how, how great of a mustache it is. Uh, check us out on YouTube. Either one, whatever podcast platform you're on or whatever, or visiting the Limpet Coaching YouTube page, we love bringing this podcast to you guys. So what are your initial thoughts to this question, Matt? Um, yeah, first off, thanks for the, thanks for the compliment. Um, I, uh, I said yesterday that I kind of looked like a used car salesman at times, <laughs> but uh, that's all right. Um, yeah, I think my first um, initial thoughts when I think about restricting your diet is how it's going to affect your body um, in the future. And so um, one of the main things that comes to mind for me is how your metabolism is going to change. And so um, if we're limiting our calories for an extended period of time, our body's going to like recognize that as like, okay, well, this is a new normal. Mm. This is what I have to work with. And so this is what we have to make work um, day to day. Like we're not going to um, keep burning excess energy if, you know, we only get this much allowed to us. It'd be like, um, constantly running up more debt when you know you can't pay for it. Mm -hmm. And so our body doesn't want to do that. Our body is responsible and wants to only use the energy that it actually has coming in. And so um, when we do that, when our metabolism gets a lot lower, it's going to be a lot harder to lose that extra weight and um, could just have other complications um, in the future too. So Yeah, yeah. Um, great point. Um, we've talked about this in previous podcasts before about like what happens whenever you're at a calorie deficit for too long. Um, yeah, it's like your body's uh, in a famine. You're, so like it's funny because like the, the, the thought can come to mind for people. Um, can I break my own metabolism? Am I broken? Like why am I not losing weight or why am I not getting results from my workout or whatever? Uh, it's not because your metabolism's metabolism's broken uh, as long as you don't have some sort of hormonal deficiency or something uh, which the vast majority of us do not um, 
So it's not necessarily broken. Our bodies are smart. Uh, oftentimes they're smarter than our own thought processes. <laughs> um, our bodies are made to survive, you know, they're made to, they're made to find a way to thrive in our environment um, in the best, most efficient way possible to maintain what's called homeostasis. Uh, so and homeostasis is like this set point that it's like our body wants, this is our normal that we want to keep and protect. Um, and so some examples of homeostasis is like your, your blood sugar, your body will fight to keep blood sugar at a certain level or uh, your blood oxygen content or uh, your body temperature is super tightly regulated. Your body temperature gets one degree up or down then you don't feel right. So um, that's your homeostasis, okay? And you have to disrupt homeostasis to create change. But if you disrupt it for too long, then you have created a stressor that's going beyond what your body can handle. And it's, it has to try to adjust to that. Um, and so specifically with dieting, yeah, you have entered a famine and the way that your body is hormonally responding is like, crap, we have to live at 1200 calories a day. What do I got to sacrifice in my body tissues so that I can survive at 1200 calories a day? And if you get to that point, which that can, sometimes it can take a couple of months for someone to reach that point. Um, if you're restricting calories that strictly for a long period of time, like more than four to six weeks, uh, that's like a s serious cut kind of thing, a weight cut. 1200 calories is like wrestling style. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to reduce weight insanely fast, but even wrestlers refeed, you know? But uh, your body is gonna get to a point where it sacrifices muscle tissue and performance, um, and it hangs on to the body fat. And whenever you refeed, your body is more likely to store that energy, um, as in store it as fat, rather than lay down new muscle or something like that. Um, unless you keep that up for a while and your body kind of recognizes a new normal, like, oh, you're eating again. Okay, now we have permission to put muscle on. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's kind of like this scary. That's why people will diet strictly and cut down, you know, lose a lot of weight. And then the moment they go back to eating what was normal for them before the diet, they gain all of the weight and even more right back significantly faster than they lost it. And it's, that's depressing. That's a vicious cycle. Um, and if, if your long-term dieting looks like that vicious cycle, what you're doing is you're putting stress on your heart, um, like physical stress on your heart, because that is a, that's a massive body change. Um, and uh, it's not good for your heart health long-term. So there's been studies that, sh that show yo-yo dieting puts you at a higher risk of cardiovascular disease than just staying at the same weight your whole life. <laughs> And so, um, interesting with that. Um, you mentioned, uh, like hormonal deficiencies or different things mm -hmm. could restrictive dieting or like restricting certain food groups as a part of a restrictive diet, um, play any part in that? Um, like cause hormonal deficiencies? Yeah. Uh, that's just, a great question. Not, not, not necessarily. Um, uh, it, 
it can affect your testosterone and or and or estrogen uh, levels depending on male or female um, your sex hormones as in like if you're at an extreme calorie deficit really what it is is it's a it's a stressor to your body stress is cumulative um, and so it comes from all areas and so um, and if those sex hormones are down regulated then you're not likely to those hormones are important for anabolic processes and so you're not going to lay down new tissue mm-hmm. uh, and you're not going to have as much drive physically whether that's sex drive or even just like physical performance kind of drive <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. I'm just tired I can't get through workouts kind of thing so um, that can be a hormonal effect but as far as like your other like thyroid hormone which is important for um, metabolism that doesn't necessarily get affected by restricted dieting as much uh, from what I've seen so that's a great question but uh, yeah what uh, let's even think about from different angles what about uh, your how does it affect you emotionally or socially if you're dieting long term yeah when we first started talking about um, doing this topic I, I think I just said well it's no fun like <laughs> Is it, you know, plain and simple, like it's, it's just not very fun to be doing that for a long time. And so I think socially and emotionally, it's like, it's going to be difficult at times. And, um, you're gonna have to say no to a lot of things socially. If, if you are going to be really strict and restrictive with, uh, with what you eat and, um, yeah, it's going to be, you know, some things that are just not always the most enjoyable. It's going to be difficult days sometimes where you just want to have, you know, whatever your comfort food is, but yeah yeah it becomes emotionally challenging to keep it up mm-hmm. you know you you feel like you're an outcast you feel alone or isolated mm-hmm. and so that that honestly that adds up over time and you may end up having sort of like these binges because you just want to fit in you know like your friends having a barbecue you want to go and they're having lots of food that you haven't been having but you're like ah, oh, but i just wanted to connect with my friends um and so you go and you end up picking out on a lot of food and so like and then you have this guilt cycle that's just like creates an unhealthy relationship with food, mm-hmm. and so um, and that's that's rough. <laughs> and, and so if you become like this ultra strict dieter, um, and eventually if you do this for too long and you have these vicious cycles, you can even develop food disorders, which is like sort of these emotional attachments with food with tied to your identity of who you are um, it's a very unhealthy relationship with food you know f- always critiquing yourself um, like I, I'm never good enough I have to keep dieting more and more strict and then it becomes more isolating and then uh, becomes this uh, difficult secret to get out into the light and so that's like an extreme example but um, some of us can have those tendencies where it's like some people it's like over exercise some people it's over strict dieting and everything um, and that's not healthy for us emotionally in the long term either right and i mean if we if we are feeling that way we are being less healthy emotionally and socially then those binges are gonna you know come about more and more regularly mm-hmm. so all the work maybe you're perfect throughout the week you know you're doing great um this diet really could work for you, but you binge on the weekend with your friends, there goes all the work that you did on the week during the week. Yeah. And so 
then that's even more discouraging, right? It's like, well, I just did all this work, you know, and then nothing. Or the opposite, I, I, I went the opposite way. And so that's even more difficult and can kind of just, like you said, build it on itself. Yeah. So. Yeah. If I'm trying to restrict calories throughout the week and then I eat like a six, 7,000 calorie meal at a gathering, you know, with some drinks and some heavy food, uh, then I just erased my calorie deficit for the week. And mm-hmm. so I don't really have any physical change throughout. I don't lose any weight, I lose any body fat that I'm trying to lose. So, um, what's a different alternative, uh, to like this long-term strict dieting, um, how, how can we get more practical with this? Like, what's a different approach? What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, if we want to be some, able to do it for the long term, we can't be restricting, like, entire groups of food or entire, like, um, yeah, just, you know, we don't want to be at 1,200 calories. Like, mm-hmm. we, can't, we can't do that forever. Yeah. Um, and so it's more about just making like the small decisions that you can maintain and you can do day to day. So, and that'll grow over time, right? You, you get one thing down that you can do day to day. Great. Like, you know, you start to see positive momentum mm-hmm. Then you add in something else. Like, okay. Now I can build in some more healthy habits that'll help me reach my goal. And so yeah. whether that's just adding in, you know, more protein or more vegetables or, um, you know, whatever your, your diet is lacking, mm-hmm. uh, you can just start to take one step at a time. Yeah. Yeah. It's taking those small behavior related steps at a time can be really huge. Um, that's something that's not quite as drastic of a change, but it does create more sustainable lifestyle long-term. It's mm-hmm. like, and that is like, rather than doing these extreme diets, it's like, let's go for something that's like gradual. I'm going to create a lifestyle change that I can maintain. So I don't have to do this terrible dieting, dieting cycles. Like, well, I gained weight again. Guess I'll go on a diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, just like it creates this, I don't know, almost sarcastic hatred of <laughs> dieting. It's right. Like, ah, I got fat again. Guess I'll try to go on a strict diet. I hate my life. You know, yeah. <laughs> I think like people want that instant gratification, right? They mm-hmm. want to, to lose the weight or, you know, see the change right away. Mm-hmm. But if we make the lifestyle changes so it's actually maintained like maintained throughout our life then it's going to be a lot more enjoyable we're not going to be yo-yoing yeah and forth yeah so i mean let's uh let me throw some science at you uh with um a lot of these a lot of diets will like recommend restricting as low to as low as like 1200 to 1400 calories a day okay so let's let's think of a little bit let's zoom out a little bit the rda is you know, you see this on calorie labels based on a 2000 calorie per day diet. The reason they say 2000 calories per day is that that's like a base sort of like to keep you alive kind of recommendation. That's what the RDAs are based, based off of to, to prevent deficiencies. Uh, that's why the protein recommendation is 0.8 grams per kilogram of body weight. Um, and these kind of RDAs are really just for basic survival. It's not to support physical activity in any way, and it does not take into account body size either for smaller individuals, for larger individuals, or people with larger body mass. Um, And so um, when we actually are calculating um, calories for our clients and stuff, like we often see like, wow, just your calories you burn sitting around all day 
you're burning like between 1500 to like 1800 calories a day with zero exercise you add in some activity whether that's just chores or walking from place to place or if you're an actual uh if you're actually trying to be physically active and work out some like that means your calories that you're burning ends up crossing 2000 um sometimes for a lot of our athletes that we coach it goes above 3000 calories a day that you're burning and so like if you want to maintain who you are then you got to eat <laughs> if you're at this extreme calorie deficit then you get zero strength gains you're just busted up all the time that's a sign if your diet is not matching your activity if you just feel broken all the time you get hurt easily you catch a cold easy um, you're not able to push through workouts you just don't have the you know the drive to get through it and uh, and so that that really adds up over time and you end up getting hurt binging you know if you have these crazy cravings like that's a sign your body's trying to give you like this isn't working mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, coming back to what you said is like yeah okay if I if what I'm doing my normal right now is making me gain weight what are some small things that I can do to okay clearly I'm eating more than I'm burning so before I think about increasing my exercise level, what are, where are some pl- easy places like some low hanging fruit that I can address right now? Like, oh, I tend to have a snack at nine o'clock at night. What if I don't have a snack and I have a cup of tea instead, you know? Mm-hmm. Or uh, have something that's like insanely low calorie, like a handful of popcorn, you know? Um, or what if uh, I choose to have, you know, less cheese you know (laughs) like things that are really calorie dense high in fat things like that what if i choose to have less fried food and have more whole food like stuff that's uh what if i try to cook at home more often than eating fast food you know like small small behavioral things that over time can add up like oh i'm just eating a few hundred less calories a day i didn't have that snack today and so now that gives me a few hundred calories less wow, suddenly over time I'm losing weight, I'm losing inches, and I still have energy to work out. I'm not shocking my system. I can go ahead and add exercise in and by just those small nutritional changes. And as you learn more about yourself, as you learn more about food and food choices, then you make better food choices for yourself and your goals, and then you end up getting leaner over time. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. So. That's a great question that we started with. Like in, at Olympic coaching, we do not support extreme dieting at all. We encourage much more of a gradual approach, finding what works for you. If you have a deadline, like you got a wedding coming up, that and if it's within two weeks, we'll go ahead and say uh, you can go work with someone else because that's not a realistic uh, goal that we want to work with people on. Um, because what can you do in two weeks? You can cut carbs and drink less water and lose a bunch of water weight. You're not going to lose much body fat. <laughs> so, um, interesting thoughts. Um, do you have any other thoughts on these questions? Um, one question I would have for you is, mm-hmm. uh, so you, if when we're trying to make a change and reduce calories, we don't want to do it to like the, the 1,200 level. Mm-hmm. But if we're still reducing it maybe say three four hundred mm-hmm. 
can we get some of this some similar problems as if it's like a very restrictive diet or uh, will it just take longer to kind of see those potential negative consequences or um, yeah that's, that's a great question it kind of depends um, depends on your social environment um, it depends on your social support system that you have uh, and it also depends on you know are you slowing down are you working on your awareness of eating um, if you uh, tend to, for example like one of the base habits we work with people on is just eating slower if you eat insanely fast and you s- try to reduce your lunch by just like one portion like one less piece of bread or something like that um, that uh, you might think like oh, I'm still hungry because you ate so fast you're you don't have your stomach doesn't have time to tell your brain that I'm full enough. Mm-hmm. We're we're fine, and so in that sense, you end up going back for a snack that maybe even more than what you would have originally eaten uh, at lunchtime. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And if you have this, uh, you know, this social network where you're getting pressured a lot, peer pressure, or like if you try to reduce even just a little bit, I'm only gonna have one drink tonight, guys. I'm not gonna have three. And they just start pressuring you like crazy, and then that becomes hard uh, to maintain for very long. Even though it's a tiny reduction, it's not like cutting it off completely. Uh, so it really depends on your situation, but it won't necessarily damage your body in any way uh, to do a smaller calorie deficit. You and if you're increasing your activity or your intensity uh, with your exercise, along with a small calorie deficit, you can actually end up getting faster results than you would if with an extreme calorie deficit uh, because you have more energy available to do the exercise. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, good question. Did I answer your question? Yeah. yeah. So. Good stuff. Well, I hope this uh, this podcast was helpful for you guys today. Um, answered that question. I hope that answers the question well of what happens when we have long-term dieting. Uh, we, we don't support that. And if you want help in this, if you have just had this endless cycle of trying to diet and not getting success and you want help with that, reach out to us. Visit linfit.com. Uh, send us an inquiry or sign up for our coaching or just shoot us a message. Um, anytime you can respond to the comments on this video or in a review on podcast app that you're listening to. So thanks for tuning in today and we'll catch you guys on the next one.